First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Bienvenidos, Strasvoitka, and welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, the Two Beers Podcast, Pot of the Everyman. I'm Jordan, here with my boy Drew. Drew, I already know how it's going. Everyone drew out a root canal today, but Drew, how you feeling, brother? Oh, I'm still laughing from Saturday night. <laughs> oh, where's, where's J-Lo now? Jordan, where's J-Lo now? Oh, okay. I love okay. it. T.O. and T.O. Sr., they're, they're, they're going to come back to top rank and get some pay-per-views. <laughs> we? <laughs> It's been fun. It's been fun. The the sports karma gods are gonna kick me in the ass, but I don't care. It's been too fun. It's been oh, too fun. Yes. Okay. Everyone, before we get off script, because we are going a little bit off script script here tonight, let's assume positions for the two brew salute. You ready, Drew? Let's do it. Three, two, one. Oh uh, sh- crap. Are you serious? Oh man, this thing was like air sealed. Yeah. Um, I got a bottle here, and when I clicked it, like, I flicked, like, sprinkles of beer everywhere. Come on, man. Kind of um, like, kind of like sprinkles of Tia's blood everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's great. Okay, I got a, uh, North Coast Brewing Old Rasputin. Big old bastard. This is, um, it's a lot of percent. Where'd it go? Where did it go? Uh, man, just like Tio's belts, where did they go? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, um, they in Australia now, mate. Headbutt, they're, they're with George Gambosis, headbutting the kangaroos. Nine percent. I thought it was more than that. Anyway, it's a, nice. it's a big, big old Russian imperial stout. Uh, what you got, man? Uh, I got a first timer here from Evil Genius Brewing Co. Mm. Santa, I know him. It hmm. is a. I saw that in the store. A festive saison. Uh, saison, saison. Yeah. Yeah. Don't correct me. Uh, ale with rose hips, uh, chamomile, and black currants. Ch- <laughs> uh. Yeah, I had to I had to kill thirty minutes because uh, I had to drop off a prescription, an actual paper prescription, which I didn't even think they did anymore. I was like, well, I guess I'll walk to Wegmans and just check out the liquor. So I just stood in the liquor store for a half hour. Probably guy probably thought I was a bum, but let's see how this goes. Let me know. <sighs> oh, that is tasty. Nice. That's tasty. I, I have yeah. to say that, that you pronounced about 10 out of those 12 words correctly. Oh, sweet. 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 <laughs> uh, uh, oh, baby. <laughs> uh, all right. So this is where we're going off script. You know what? Our, our original intent on starting this podcast was that, like, so much stuff just 
the these national pundits and everybody they just let so much stuff slide and there's and like real people are sitting here like really is this is this really what's happening right now in in the world of sports so we're starting off with a mega rant we're 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 going off script here and we're going to start with none other than Mr. Media topic of conversation himself, friggin' LeBron James, and we're gonna throw in Tristan Thompson. Um, but LeBron got what that lady kicked out of the front row because Pacers she, game. yeah, she said what she said something mean to him like I hope your your like, son your dies in a car crash a or something, <laughs> something like yeah. hope something your kid gets hit lines. by a bus. And then Tristan Thompson got someone kicked out because they were like said something about Khloe Kardashian. <laughs> like what? Yeah. You guys, this like that is the softest stuff in the world. Like you know, if it's something racist, okay, fine, I get it. Like get him out of there. But like, the, what do you think they're gonna like? Are are, are like are fans you guys are from go- the fa- are you fans. from the hood? Like this is like this is like talking trash one hundred and one. Like yeah, I hope you get hit by a bus. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna smack you worse than your than your daddy smacks your mama. Oh, like that's how it works. Like <laughs> these people paid thousands of dollars for this seat. You're so fragile. You're gonna be like, get him out of here, right there. That's the one, Mister, Mister, right there. Get them out of here. <laughs> I mean, why, why are you even focusing on the crowd anyway? It's just kind of hilarious. But That's I brought what I mean. up, I, I brought up. One Can of you imagine group. Kobe or Shaq or somebody like being like, get them out of here? No, Kobe, Kobe would just drop like fifty on them and then just stare down the lady after the fact. So, um, and then give him like the choking symbol. Yeah, like that's what, or like Reggie and stuff like that. That's what those guys would have done. So, uh, I mean, I, I was saying it before, like J, like JJ Redick used to go in college when he played for Duke. Used to go to opposing gyms with like thirty thousand people, basically. Scr- I remember he told a story at Maryland once where like an entire section was basically telling him that. Uh, you know, F his mom and they were going to F his sister all, all night. And yeah, they were like, dropped, we're going to gang yeah. rape your sister. <laughs> like a gaggle. <laughs> he a dropped gaggle. like 10 threes on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah he, tried, he scored like 40 points on him. That was it. It's like, that's that's like all you need to do to respond. Yeah, these kids. It's just, it's just so extreme now. Um, yeah, with this stuff, like with the fans. Like, dude. Like, it's that uh, racist stuff. Like, that. I, I yeah, agree. that's how. Just get, get him out of there. But like. Ugh, hope your son gets hit by a bus. Like, oh, okay. like some little. I mean, the girl. She was like a twenty-four-year-old girl. Like what? Like <laughs> it's not... it, it, it is. It is kind of silly. So it's like whatever, man. She spent uh, her entire life savings on the seats. <laughs> yeah, but Brian, I hope you hope your son gets hit by a bus. Oh, that's it. I, I'm not. I will not stand for this. <laughs> like, like if his son was there and she was saying it to his face, like I would, get, like, hey, you're harassing my family. Get the hell out of here. But like, she's yelling yeah, to him on the court. <laughs> oh silly. my gosh, kind of silly. Charmin, Charmin soft, Charmin soft. Uh, the Tristan Thompson one's worse. Uh, it it is way worse. Uh, it's way worse. It's like <laughs> it's like it's like dude, you're dating you're dating so, like if, if you're dating a celebrity, you're married, and people know who they are. Like that's going to happen. Uh, oh, God, it's just so stupid, man. <laughs> oh, all right. Rant number two. That's like that. That's that's like playing like playing pickup like and me going hey yeah. Jay, like you know what I mean like if I know you know like if I know you got a hot sister or something like I'm gonna be telling you about like your hot sister and like you're either gonna you know deal with it or I'm gonna you know, break it down and whoop your yeah, ass yeah exactly like, <laughs> yeah oh man it's so much fun I love 2021 <laughs> um all right second second rant um is like 
Or let me ask you this. Have there been teams in the NBA to miss games due to like COVID spread on the team? No. No, they just keep uh okay. they just keep yeah. going. Yeah, exactly right. So like the the NHL now has their second team to like miss all these games, the Islanders. So like and the Islanders opened up their new arena. Yeah. And like they had to do excuse me, they had to play a couple games with like a depleted roster and then the, finally the NHL like let them call it off, but like their like their beat writers and fans and stuff are complaining on Twitter and sorry Al, but like <laughs> it's like no other sport is doing this. Like, put who you got in there healthy and go on with the, with the season. And this is especially true with the NHL when they're letting the players go to the Winter Olympics in a, well, a few weeks or months or whatever. But like, they're on a tight schedule, so they're you're, they're just the second team now is missing games. So, I, I, what are they doing? Like, why? Yeah, I mean, the Sixers lost, like, five guys to COVID, and they had to keep playing. Like, nothing stops. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That, that's bothering me. Um, third rant. Ready for this? The MLB contracts, and not in general, because, like, hey, it's inflation. You know, they're projecting five, ten years into the future. I get it. But a couple of these people, like, um, uh, I think, is it Marcus Simeon? He was the shortstop for the A's. But he got signed by the Rangers for seven years for 175 million. Like that guy's a 175 million dollar player. player. <laughs> like what? What the hell? And then Javi Baez goes to the Tigers six for 140. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be his batting average. Oh my god! That's how many. That's, that's how many times he's gonna give the thumbs down signal to the uh, to the fans. <laughs> I could I couldn't believe he got paid after that incident. Oh my gosh. Like what is oh, going man. on? Clown show. Like and it's it's like the same teams like who can actually afford to go get free agents or just keep keep fumbling it so that the teams with even more money like the Dodgers and the Yankees and the Red Sox could just keep lapping up all the good ones. Like yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's funny. Um Hey, at Fourth. least the the, Phil, the Phillies signed somebody finally. That's awesome. Who did they sign? Um what is it? Kemble? Kemble Walker, oh, uh, yeah, sure. However, he said, I don't, yeah, I don't know how to pronounce Kluber. It. No, the die the uh, relief pitcher from the Dodgers. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, all right, and stop me if you need, if you need to uh, touch on these, but um, the last one I have is uh the match the golf the on the golf. It was good. It was fine, but one thing that was just really annoyed me was like phil mickelson just who was announcing it just had like a total love fest for bryson and hitting bombs it was just like getting really annoying oh was it and then they started talking about this thing about like how to control your brain waves (laughs) and like yeah no no drew drew they go they go like yeah your brain waves like you have like beta alpha beta theta like you know, you you need to be in theta, and that's like a heightened state of awareness and calmness, so that you can be aware and like do your best. And like Charles Barkley is 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 like co-announcing this, and he's sitting there going, "What the hell are you guys talking about? You guys are overcomplicating this." Like, no, no, Charles, you like, what did you do? And Charles is like, "Look, I, when back when I was playing." You know, in 1993, and I had Dan Marley and KJ and all those guys. He's like, look, it was just, like, 
all I told myself was to slow my breathing and that would slow my heart rate down. That way I could like stay calm and in the moment. And, and Phil's like, yeah, see, that's, that's theta brainwaves. You were already doing it. You, you were just now like we're, we're measuring it. And that's like sports science. Like, you know, it was all about sports lifting weights. Then it was sports nutrition. Now it's about like sports brainwaves and stuff. And, and Charles Barkley's like, guys, I got to tell you something. That's like yoga. Yoga is just stretching, <laughs> but they call it yoga so they could charge you for it. <laughs> he said, analytics, that's just statistics. They gave it a fancy name so somebody's son-in-law could get a job. He's like, what <laughs> he's you guys the, talking dude, he's about? The best. Is, he's like, what? He's like, all that stuff you're talking about is ridiculous. All you got to do is try and stay calm. So, he, uh, the, the, best, the, best, the best line of, of the match with him was when uh, – he told Bryson or whatever he'd give him what five grand if he if he hit the green off the off the tee, and he goes only only five grand. You must have lost lost a lot on the tables last night. And Barkley goes, Nah, man, Oklahoma gave up the lead late today. <laughs> yeah, I was dying. I, was, I love how Charles just makes fun of his gambling. Yeah, it was either twenty five or fifty, quite honestly. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was good stuff. Anyway, that's 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 my rants to start off the podcast. Coming in hot. I love it, man. I love what, it. And you want to touch? We we can we can expound on some of those later. But you want, yeah, no, you, I don't have you any. You get anything off your off your chest? Nah, I, you know, I, I had my I had my rant session. What was it? Four or five pods ago when I was uh, just taking shots after shots of tequila. Um, so I think I'm good for now. We'll just we'll go through. Uh, Speaking of we'll shots after shot. shots, let's get into it. The 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 fight that I refused to talk two minutes or more about last week ended up being the upset of the year. Upset of the year. Kambosis Jr. from Australia defeats Tiafimo Lopez. Yo, bro, we don't got to watch no tape on this guy. What's this guy going to do? We going to pit-a-pat us with his punches? <laughs> We're going to murder this guy. Going to be out one round. One round. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, so... <laughs> So Tio comes out like thinking he's Mike Tyson in round one, and he was ahead in round one. He was being super aggressive, and then Kambosis just you know does enough to not get knocked out and stay away from him, and then pow, right hand counter right right to the left side of Tio's face, and down goes Tio, and he is a little staggered, and that woke him up, and from there Kambosis just basically outboxed him, outboxed him pretty much the whole way. Um, what was it? The tenth round, uh, Tio comes back and and does knock Cambosis down, but Cambosis survived the round, composed himself, and come back comes back and easily with a minute with a minute forty five left too, which was yeah. impressive that he survived that and comes back and easily takes round eleven and round twelve easily. Um, so I mean, from there, Drew, you want to get into more of the details? Yeah, I mean, I you know, I uh, the first the first round, yeah, like Tio came out thinking he was Mike Tyson. Uh, he was just like recklessly throwing bombs, and you know, I thought I thought Cambosis was doing a really a really good job of, um, you know, moving, def- yeah, moving yeah. defensive, which we talked about. Like he, we we talked about last week. You know, he's got quick hands. He's got you know he's you know he's quick. He's got good footwork. Um, I thought he was dodging a lot. He ate some. Like he definitely ate a few of those. Yeah, but you know he was dodging out of the way, and he was he was countering like he was countering yeah. using the check cook early, and then you know Tio Tio just left himself wide open after he tried to deliver a jab and was posing a little bit, and yeah, man, Kambosis just hit him with that beautiful overhand right and just popped him and he went down. Um, I yeah, I, rounds two yeah rounds two through nine um, were a little bit of mix. Like I 
I thought Cambosis won a healthy amount of those rounds. Mm-hmm. I, I it was I and again I think at one point I had to tell you I, I got I as we're texting I'm like I, I gotta stop I, I must just be biased because is, is it really possible that Cambosis is just winning round after round after round? I, here? I did that too. I, there was a couple close ones where again I was with you. I'm like I'm sitting there thinking like is Cambosis really winning every round? One of the, one of the judges gave him one through seven man. So like it wasn't so I, more, I, yeah. I gave yeah I gave To a couple of them in there which of the closer ones because i was like it's got to be me just hating on to so i gave to a couple um so i was doing the live cards which i eventually ended up just butchering just because i was just not ready for it to go past like five i think you <laughs> end i think you ended up getting the score right even though you messed it up in the middle uh, yeah i think, I think, I think so because I, I, I went back and tried to add i'm like how'd this fucking guy do this wrong and then <laughs> somehow you ended up with the right with the right score based on your your rounds at the end even though it was messed up in the middle yeah so and it so all just worked out for I, me. I had it. I had it anywhere between. I either had it a, 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 a draw or Cambosis by one. Yeah. I, I thought Cambosis by two was also fair. Yeah. And um, he, uh, like in the tenth. So like I, I got worried in the ninth because Cambosis, who he wasn't afraid. He was not afraid to exchange with Tio, but you know he was doing it. He was doing it in a very uh, methodical way. Rounds one through eight. Again, with the with his defense, with counter punches, he would when Tio would come in and miss, and then George would come in and hit him with some combinations um, to make him, you know, to just start beating the hell out of his face. Uh, and then in the ninth, he just he I think he 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 said it in a couple of interviews that I've listened to um, that he just kind of let his emotions get the better of him. He was feeding into the crowd. And then he really just started getting into a firefight. And that's really what led to him getting knocked down because we talked about it a bunch uh, during the first few rounds that he just kept ducking his head and just leaving it right out there for Lopez to yeah. to hit, which if he was getting any any advice from his corner, maybe he would have attacked that earlier. Uh, <laughs> but that's that's how he got the knockdown. You and won again, that with, round again, bro. Oh, you touch him. You got him. You're beautiful. Uh, and, uh, Stay patient. Why don't you knock this knock guy, this guy out? Get him out of here! Oh, uh, we're not we're not done with that. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, with a minute forty five, you left. Yeah, he, he like he you know, Atlas made up. I was listening to the Atlas podcast. He brought a great point. He's like, instead of going to the body and being a being a killer like some of the greats do, he just was searching for headshots, and it allowed Cambosis to kind of regroup himself and survive the round. And then in eleven and twelve, yeah, I I don't even I don't know how any anybody could have judged the twelfth for for tfemo i had a lot of people a lot of the podcasts i listened to thought that 12 was a swing round and again you can't always go by compupox but he he more than doubled him in, yeah, it, in the it, round. it wasn't close and, and, and they were watching. like all power shots so so cambosis yeah so so cambosis wins uh majority decision or split decision or sorry split decision i i don't i thought it was absurd no, not it was split, a, majority no it was split well it was a split decision Majority, a majority decision. Oh, somebody had, oh, somebody a majority had, is when it, there's a there's a draw, and then two other people have the guy winning. That's what I thought it was. I forgot some. No, no, no some, some, yeah, yeah, someone gave it. Someone, ga- someone gave a to to uh, the win, which yeah, was I, ups- yeah, whatever. That was ridiculous. Uh, but anyway, so he wins. So he's got he 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 wins one fifth one fifteen one twelve one fifteen one eleven and. Uh, Lopez gets a one fourteen one thirteen, and the uh, the announcer 
probably caused a little extra drama because he, uh, as he's announcing the winner, he goes, and still undefeated. So, like, that's what happened with the ref. Like, the ref just heard and still, and he rose Tio's hand. And then yeah. he goes, and new champion, and he wins. The Lopez, everyone on the Lopez side looks, like, shocked, which I, I, I don't even know. I'm just sitting there like, what? Because even when the fight was done, like, they looked, like, pretty confident. I'm just like... Do these are these guys like crazy? Like, what the hell's going on here? Like they don't they even clearly look like... got beat for at least eight or nine. Rounds. Oh yeah, I mean his face was <laughs> dude. His face looked like he hit by a Mack truck. Um, and so Cambosis gets the win. Uh, a couple of things, you know, they you know, you know Cambosis is talking after the fight and he's saying, you know, you know, we said we were going to do this. We were warriors. This, that, the other thing. And then uh, Tio comes in uh, and you know in- interrupts him and goes, hey, you know, good good fight, but. Uh, you know, I, I'm just letting everybody know I won this fight tonight. Uh, everybody I, knows. Everybody, everybody knows, knows it. Uh, you know, everyone knows the referee raised my hand. Uh, you know, uh, I. You know, blah blah blah. This guy didn't beat me. I'm not a sore. I'm not. A, I'm not a sore loser. I take my wins like I take. I take my losses like I take my wins. I'm just like what? What are you saying? And then he's going on and on about how he tried his best. Uh, I should just drop the belts like everybody else. And then Mannix goes. Tio, like you, he's like, you know, did you think this was a close fight going into the, you know, the later rounds? He goes, no, I, uh, I think I won 11, I was 11 to two. And he goes, oh, wait, no, 10 to two. Cause you didn't fight a 13 round fight, Tio. And then Mannix <laughs> just like, she, and Mannix's voice is hilarious. He goes, you think you won 10 out of the 12 rounds? And Tio goes, yes, I did. Um, and then he's just going on and on and they're talking about the weight. He's like, oh, they've been draining me for two years. And it's just like, what, like, what is going on? Um, yeah, and and Cambosis even was like, "Yeah, we'll run it back," which is so funny. It's so refreshing that Cambosis is like, you know, the it was an upset win, and Cambosis is like, "Oh, dude, let's do a rematch," because you know, Tio obviously wouldn't give Lomachenko a rematch. Uh, and it's so funny that they're they're blaming they're blaming the judges, and I'll, I'm going to play his dad's interview with you in a minute, um, just with uh, Radio Rahim. But if anything, the judges were clearly to me favored towards Tio in a couple instances because two of the judges gave the first round 10 9 scores to Cambosis and he had a knockdown and listen I, I get I get that like if somebody's completely dominant then you can get a you can get a 10 8 round without a knockdown which obviously these two people were going to give Tio I thought that was a joke like to me like when a guy's coming out with reckless abandonment throwing haymakers that that doesn't that, that doesn't lead to you being dominant in the round. Like Cambosis wasn't just getting like you know pummeled. He was yeah, again it, it for a round for a round one to be ten eight. It has to be more than what it was in my opinion. Oh, I disagree. And then and no, thought, no, I'm I'm agreeing with you. Oh, okay, yeah. Like I just like, thought like, that was like that was not a ten eight first. He round. outlanded. He he only got eight more outlanded eight more punches than him. Like, I know. Like 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 a first round for a first round to be ten eight with no knockdown. Has oh, to it was be absurd. Like, and, has to be like fifteen to one. And everybody, I, everyone kept saying, "Oh, his knockdown was a flash knockdown." But I'm like, dude, he hit, my ass. he hit him with a clean right hand and knocked him down. Like he, I, he, on, he, on count two or three, I wasn't sure that Tio was all there. He it looked like I mean, he, he was didn't. Walking. Yeah, I, like I don't think he was hurt necessarily, but he definitely he buzzed him. Oh, he was buzzed. Yeah, uh, and like it, it, that's just uh, like to me, a flash knockdown would have been the end of right as the bell rang when when Cambosis like slipped and then Tio pushed him to the ground. Had like Cambosis been slipping and Tio hit him, 
and then they counted that. Like to me, that's a flash knockdown. Not you left yourself your chin exposed, and the dude just clean clocked you in the chin. You know, like that's that. I thought that was ridiculous. Anyone's justifying that ten that ten nine, and then two of the judges gave Tiafimo the twelfth. He got he got outlanded. Don't like I I I just I can't believe it. Like when Do you, you have look the at the compu box there. Yeah, dude, he outlanded To twenty six to nine in the twelfth <laughs> round, and bro, twenty four of his twenty six punches were power shots. <laughs> and, and two judges gave gave to gave him the twelfth. I, I don't I don't I don't understand it like and people <laughs> thought that was cool like even even some of the one of the zone guys was like oh yeah I thought the twelfth round could have gone either way I'm like what what were you watching on what planet uh, dude I I thought that was crazy and the fact that they were you know they were blaming the judges I'm just like well first of all you know it was hilariously ironic because you know all they did was you know give Lomachenko shit for stuff after after the fight and then these guys were. were <laughs> They took what Loma did and took it to like the twelfth power, man. It was, it was something. Um, and then obviously in the in the corner you got uh, you got his dad. They, you know the clips of you know his instructions where he's basically just all over the place, like slow down, slow down, get this guy out already. And then he's just like he's jumping up and down after the tenth. Like Tio's in the chair, like waiting for him to get there, and like he's just taking his time getting to the corner, like. What what are you doing, bro? Um, yeah, I, which which just leads me to believe he just he I think he literally just thinks all he has to do is put on a charade that they have this confidence that they're winning every round and that they're going to win every round. Yeah, like uh, guess what? There's actual fans in the stadium. Like yeah. when you when you fought Loma and there was no fans and you just yelled the whole time and influenced the judges. Like you weren't gonna do that this time. Yeah, and like this whole uh, we were touching him all the time. Like dude, just like tapping arms doesn't get you. Which is what we we talked about in the Loma fight where like a lot of his punches in those first several, he's just he's just hitting arms. Like he's not he's not getting through anywhere. Um, let's let's play a fun game i'm gonna because i know we're going long here but let me i'm gonna i'm gonna play some of this interview and stop it and get your thoughts because you haven't heard it yet you ready okay yep. so this is tfoma senior right after the fight in the lobby with uh radio rahim uh at seconds out uh on youtube all right rahim here with tfoma lopez senior i know as a trainer and a father it's always tough to watch your son take a loss especially his first loss uh, how did you feel in the corner when that decision was read a split decision for Kemboza. man listen man you saw me in every round jumping up and down and telling my son you got that you got that you got that you got that you can't win a fight if you're not you're not staying busy my son was touching him every foot every second you know it's just it's just the way it is man you know what i'm saying he he was coming up too fast too strong um, you know, uh, making a lot of noise and, um, what? And, and things happen, you know what I'm saying? Things happen, you know, but, um, we strong. What? We, we got the, so <laughs> what? So, uh, this is, which is hilarious because, you know, so you, you can't win a, you, you have to, you can't, you can't win a fight without staying busy. Joe, you know how many punches Tiafima Lopez threw in this fight? Um, Yes. Uh, Cause I just pulled up the compu box. He threw two hundred and eighty-one punches. Oh wait, no, that's no. You're looking punches. at body shots. Five hundred, five hundred sixty-five. And how many did Cambosis throw? Seven hundred thirty-nine. <laughs> so like, what are you talking about? Cambosis was the way busier fighter. 
Yeah. What? Uh, I, like so right away it's just like what and and the uh again like you saw me telling my son you got this you got like what what you saw me I, jumping up and down I was like, happy. what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> All right, let's keep going. People's he's a people's champ. So we going to be selling out of readers. <laughs> This didn't hurt us at all, man. It just made us better. You know, better. Saying, the, the whole world knows about this. The whole world's going to be talking about this for weeks. Sure are. What? Do you feel like the layoff, continuing to push the fight, had anything to do with that? Don't talk to me like that, man. What? Everybody knows he, he, won, a, he, he, he won that fight. <laughs> Everybody knows that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, um... And, I had a ten to two, nine to three. You know, everybody was just upset. They booed the they booed the decision in the Madison Square Garden. They so booed you when you said you went ten to two. And do big fights and selling out arenas like we did t- tonight. You know, and we sold out the Madison. We sold out the Madison Square Garden on, you know. On vaccination time, you know what I'm saying? When you what? Gotta, you got to be vaccinated to get inside. What? So, so first off, you mean, pal, you mean the theater, the Hulu theater? <laughs> for, for, after they for, changed the date seven times. So first and, off, and all the other sellouts of every other sporting event don't don't count. When when you had an actual arena down in Miami, you couldn't sell a ticket. So Triller had to move the Triller Triller had to move the fight because they were afraid of Floyd Mayweather. And then you didn't even sell out the Hulu. I love how it's like we just sold out. You were fighting Hulu, bro. You were fighting Hulu. Oh, oh, wait, dude, dude, this is so, oh, it's um, so good. At the end of the night, the whole arena was upset at what happened. You know, they were and, booing you know, your son. <laughs> and I don't, I don't blame my son for nothing. You know, we've been at this weight for eight years at 135, and it's time to move up. You know what I'm saying? It's time to go up to the 140, and and and. And, and this bullshit laws, because it's a bullshit laws, and I should have never fought with the zone. I should have stood with um, top rank because those are the people that really love us. And, and, and so, so it's the it's because of the, the the zone. Yeah, it's the zone's fault. Who they Triller couldn't give you a fight in, in like nine months, and the zone made it happen in like five weeks. So I guess I guess their I guess their their take there is that, well first of all Cambosis isn't even on the dessert like he's not rep by Eddie Hearn and those guys uh, they just won the purse bid I I don't know if he's alluding to the fact that like they keep that they talk shit about Devin and maybe that I don't understand because the if anything DeZone would have wanted Lopez to win because Lopez Haney is a much bigger fight. <laughs> Right. Hey, Camposis. This is just Camposis so good. Anybody. Dude, this is a top rank when they love us. <laughs> and I learned, you learn from your mistakes, you know what I'm saying? So we go back with top rank and um, two pay-per-view fights next year. Pay-per-view. And then um, an How much you charge fight. I mean, everybody know what happened, okay? When you say two fights next year, <clears throat> do you intend to rematch and have Lopez an opportunity man, to reclaim his titles? No rematch, man. My mistake was leaving my son at 135 so long, you know what I'm saying? Because in this game, you got to knock everybody out. If you don't knock them out, this is what happens, you know? they It was a complete robbery. What are you saying? We dictated what? the fight from the beginning aggressively, uh, you know, um, taking all those points, 
Everybody, oh everybody in the world knows what happened. Everybody's saying that he he won. Nobody's saying that. You know what I'm saying? The, the whole arena saw it, and it was just disgusting. You know, it was. It was I could not believe You're what disgusting. they just did to us. But you looking, know what? They just stained us. But looking forward. I love this art. But looking forward, where does Lopez go? If not at 135, we're gonna go up to 140. Um, get a fight in February and then fight Josh Taylor in the springtime. Yeah, right. We're still gonna do what we said we was gonna do. This doesn't change. Anything. Why is Josh Taylor gonna fight you in the Josh spring? Josh Taylor's not gonna fight you because they could be compromised the same way they compromised us in the Olympics. You know what I'm saying? Um, everything could be bought. You know the only that's thing why I told I, I, I teach my boy you gotta take them out. If you don't take them out, they could touch it. They could do something to us. You know, I'm happy. He's happy. We all happy. You know yeah. why? Cause he's yeah, his left shit. eye looked real happy. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how a loss comes. Raheem's face is hilarious. He's just, <laughs> he's just like trying to keep a straight face. It doesn't matter what I'm going to say to him. I think he did a great job tonight. Um, every round, I was happy. I was motivating him. And, Getting his ass kicked every and, round. And, and I would go inside. I would say, yo, you got that one. You got that. What you does that, that mean? It was like, to me, he won unanimous. But you can put it at 10 2, 9 3, you know, because oh, of the Lord. knockdown. And, and, and he just he just slipped. It was like a, it he was slipped. Like a flash knockdown, you know what I'm saying? But, he um, slipped. There's no way this kid beat us, you know what I'm saying? So we're going to move on to better things, better things. There's fights, no way he beat and the only thing slipping is this man's son. cognitive abilities. Now Hold on. we can't say we're better than Floyd Mayweather because now Floyd's going to say, we got that. You know what I'm saying? What? I'm going to stop it there. He, <laughs> why is he Keo Sr. <laughs> thought that they were going to chase down Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> That's what he's always saying. We're going to be better than Floyd. He's like, they just saved us because now we can't say we better than Floyd. Like, because Floyd will say we have to lie. You think Floyd Mayweather gives a shit about you? Oh, oh my lord. Oh. The only no, thing Floyd did, so the, the only thing Floyd cares about is when you guys, you guys dared him not to touch your fight weekend. And he basically said, oh yeah? And he put it on the fight weekend and they had to move their fight. Dude, this that's dude. Like, that's like me. I feel like that's like me. Like... It, two scenarios like what like trying to justify all my losses in fantasy football and i'm like <laughs> yeah you know like everyone knows i should have picked that guy up off waivers you know and then if i had him in my lineup you know and, and then this guy he did this over here his kicker got like 20 points that or like like to your boss like you're trying to justify like you you need like a raise or a bonus and it's like everybody knows i was a lead on that project you know like everybody knows meanwhile you just didn't do shit like come on <laughs> dude it's oh, so it, lord I, that like that interview i almost like questioned whether this dude was like drunk during the fight because i'm just like what are yeah. you well that's what i was about to interject the only thing compromised was his blood alcohol level dear lord like just so bad like i don't i don't get it um that's just i and i haven't i've been i've been dying for some, I what's what's his name? Moonshot. I I've been dying for somebody to get this dude on an interview that will like challenge him and be like, 
to like it wasn't that close and him just to go on because Raheem was just doing you know he was just trying to get the comments there no I thought it was close I I had it I had it like you know even one or two oh for sure yeah 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 yeah. no oh yeah that's why no scenario but that's what I'm saying winning oh yeah and but they're like he's like oh we 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 won 10 rounds to two um lord yeah listen because we've been on this for 30 minutes uh because <laughs> it's hilarious. Here, here's what I think Lopez needs to do. Because I do think Lopez is a good fighter. Um, I think he needs to watch the fu- once. I, he was. I think he was concussed. To be honest with you, because Cambosis really did just beat the shit out of him. I, I think you're right. Um, and Cambosis has said it too. He thinks he was concussed, uh, and that's kind of what led after the fight. But I think once he's once he takes a little breather, I think he needs to go back and watch the fight, really assess it honestly. And then he needs to, you know, talk to somebody. I don't think he has it in him. I don't think he has it in him. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, well, this will show, I think, how successful he'll be going forward. I think he needs to be on. If he honestly thinks that he won that fight 10 to 2, he's he's fucked. Um, But even more, if he does watch it and realizes, you know what? I I lost that fight. Like, you know, um, I lost the fight. I didn't do enough. Uh, He beat me. Then he needs to go to his dad and be like, Dad, tell me, honestly, just give it to me straight. What do you think about the fight? And if his dad is not honest with him, he needs to move on from his dad in the corner. He can be part of everything, but he needs to, he needs to go work with either uh, Ryan Gar- not Ryan Garcia, uh, the Garcia trainer, maybe Reynoso. Reynoso. He just needs to get he needs to get a different boxing trainer because, you know, as he's what well, he's not making adjustments during the fight. Like, why would you when your dad's tell when your trainer is telling you you're winning, you've won every round. Like, <laughs> like why why would you need to change it up if you're up eight? You know what I mean? You're up eight to nothing apparently. Yeah. Um, and you're not being honest with him in the corner, and that's what I think he needs to do. But dude, this isn't going to be an easy road because, like, what I if it, if they get a Taylor fight, that's absurd. I, I don't know how that happens. Um. In the spring, he's gonna have to fight. What's that? It's a lose lose for Josh Taylor. Yeah, why would he fight him? Man, um, so like he's like people were saying, oh, he should fight uh, Zapata, who just won that fight a couple weeks ago. Zapata was I had watched one of his YouTube videos. He's like, he can fight me. He's getting in the back of the line. He's like, I'm in the front of the line. That kid's in the back. He's got to work his way up at 140. So like. He's got to get through like Zapata, Jose Vermick. He's not being given any 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 free ride at 140 um, yeah. after what just happened. So it'll be interesting to see. Well, I I'd love to see him and Ramirez go at it. Um, yeah, that'd be a good fight. Yeah, it really would be. Uh, so so we'll see we'll see how it goes. Again, I think they just you know he needs to reevaluate. I said it last week. Like the dad just needs to not be just a constant like drain on everybody because teddy was teddy was saying it um on his podcast like you know who knows maybe maybe all that nonsense that people hear his father that you know the judges like not that they you know the right man won the fight but you know in new york right in to's hometown maybe 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 they lean towards him more in rounds that he really didn't win if uh maybe if they didn't feel a certain way about things but he he needs to stop the nonsense um and they just need to get back back to basics but never Never has a career been so mismanaged in a short amount of time here as Tia, who was on the top of the boxing world and now has just become a laughing stock <laughs> in 13 months. It's it's just insane, man. It's so and insane. Su- such a difference between uh, our man Kenny Porter, who we love, versus Tio Senior, who's just yeah. A joke. And and I was I was I was I was having we 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 had a lot of a Twitter exchange. Um, 
on Saturday, Saturday night, morning, Sunday, uh, with a lot of people. And someone brought up a point where they said they thought that the Porter, the Porter fight and this fight was a good example of why dad shouldn't be trainers. And I kind of responded. I was like, I don't really agree with it. I don't really agree with your point yeah. there with who you're talking about. I, I think the comparison between the two is you see how one guy handles himself when his corner is honest with him. And you see yes. how another guy handles himself when his corner is not honest with him. Yes, so exactly. I think that's a better comparison where you look at the father, son trainers, um, Yep, and and how they respond. So so we'll see what's next for Lopez again. He, they're saying he's fighting in February, dude. He that cut was bad. I don't know how he's fighting again in February. No. If that actually happened. Like no, again, that's a mis- like that's a mistake. Like if you're just trying to get a quick payday, because again, you're not you're not getting Josh Taylor in the spring. If that happens, we may end the podcast because what is there is nothing right with the world if that happens. Um, so it's like why 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 rush back you know when you're still banged up and you got a bad cut and you know I think that might be the same the same eye he got cut against Loma like now that scar tissue is going to keep building and building and going to become a a problem in your career like yeah. he he needs to get right yeah agreed um, okay was there something else you wanted to say well I was that? gonna not on that fight but I was gonna say then real quick uh, we had Fulton Figueroa 122 unified fight. On Saturday, which, you know, perfect timing because that came on right after the Tio fight. We talked about it, bro. I, I have no idea how you score these lighter weights. Impossible to score. Impossible outside to score. Of, outside of Inouye, who nobody nobody can touch him, and he just knocks everybody out. Like, Fulton, I'm watching the fight, and like it, it, both guys are just throwing tons of punches. Every They both look like they're connecting. Uh, I, I just, I had no idea. Like when I was scoring it, I'm like, I, I don't know. I, maybe this guy, maybe that guy at the end, I had it 115, 114 Figueroa, but I, I just based that on, I just thought Figueroa was getting more, more body shots in. And it looked like he hurt Fulton two or three times during the fight. So that was just my differentiator. I'm like, he's doing some work. I mean, Fulton, Fulton's a good boxer, has footwork and defense, but he didn't use any of it when he did. Figueroa struggled to get him and yeah he was when landing. he actually that's what everyone was going on about how great of a fight it was and I'm like I'm texting you and I'm like or maybe we were on the phone at that point because we, we were on just the phone, in shock yeah. about combosis um but we're I'm just like Drew like there's no footwork there's no head movement this they're just standing there forehead to forehead just throwing this is so it was which you would expect like out of shape heavyweights to do not like yeah not like guys who are quick at 122 and it was just like what are they doing it was so strange but people loved it and so that you know it was so people loved it there was a lot of punches uh Fulton gets this uh, Fulton was the decision I was thinking about that was a majority it was a majority yeah the majority yeah that's where I got my got my wires crossed but um hey speaking of Twitter interactions we had that um after we were loving putting our loving on Cambosis we got that Australian nude model tweeting Oof. at us, Scarlett Morgan. That was out of the blue. Yeah, that, that was, was that my tweet or your tweet? I think it was yours, the the one you put out oh. there. All right, that makes sense. Roll Tide. Anyway, but uh, yeah, Fulton Figueroa, like Fulton gets a decision. I'm not gonna argue it. Whatever, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get it. Like he landed more effective, efficient shots, and Figueroa. But they had him. They had him winning what? 116, 116 112. 112 so that's that was too many rounds um, well it's but, really only two rounds two more rounds yeah when you really with no knockdowns this is kind of how the points shake out um, yeah strange 
Yeah, and, but, and then after the fight, but, they, but that's just if, if, if Figueroa was pissed and saying he got robbed and all this stuff after the fight, and Fulton was like, "Yeah, it was a close fight. Let's run it back." And Figueroa was like, "Oh, well, I, I'm moving up." Yeah, He's we'll like, run it back, but I'm well, gonna move and, up. Yeah, and, and, uh, and Fulton's like, "Well, let's re- yeah, let's 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 do it again." He's like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. "It's like all right, so get, get out of here, bro." Like the guy's literally saying, "We'll have a rematch," and you're like, "Ah, oh, no, I'm good." It's like, all right. Uh, I do want to see Inouye Fulton, though. I just want to see Inouye anybody. I'm just excited. Well, I just I don't think there's anybody left at 118 that can challenge Inouye. So at least Fulton, you know, moving up in weight, maybe that's a little bit of a difference. So yeah, okay. Um, and then fun night, it, man. Fun night in boxing on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, then getting into this weekend real quick. Um, I think it's kind of a big fight myself. It's uh, a huge fight. Huge. Yeah, De- Devin Haney versus Jojo Diaz. Um, For the W, one of the fake WBC titles. Yeah, 135. Um, Devin Haney, you know, he fought Linares last time and almost pitched a shutout. And then, like, towards the last couple rounds, Linares kind of caught him, caught him right at the end of the 10th round. Yeah, buzzed him in those last couple rounds. And Haney kind of stumbled his way, kind of cut, clutched, and grappled his way to victory, which. Everyone was giving him crap for it, but you and I were like, yeah, well, if you get buzzed and you know you're up 10-0 or 9-0 or whatever, like, yeah, grapple your way for the last two rounds. Yeah. It makes sense. Like, yeah. like, that's good. That's smart. So, like, uh, so that, so he has his whatever email belt. And then um, Jojo Diaz, who at, at times we have not liked, but I've kind of come around on him just because, like, He's stepping in for people like uh, he, he's taking all the big fights. So here he is again, taking on Devin Haney for his belt. And um, he does not look like he has any kind of crazy hair this week. Like he usually does. Looks serious. Yeah. I'm, so I'm like, I'm, I'm excited, but it's Saturday. I, I don't, I'm, I'm scheduled to actually be out on the town Saturday, which is odd for me, but yeah. Um, and it, well to go and I'll just go to the uh, tail of the tape here. We got Haney, Who's twenty three years old? He's five foot eight with a seven. That's what makes Haney so. He's got a seventy one inch reach. Yeah, uh, and he's only five foot eight. Uh, and then we have JoJo, who's twenty nine years old. He's five six with a sixty four inch reach. So huge measurables advantage for for Devin Haney um, in this one. It's gonna be it's gonna be JoJo's second fight at one thirty five. He beat Fortuna in a I believe it was a unanimous decision. Uh, back in God, what was that? It was July, I think, when they fought. Was it really? Uh, it was he ju- fought yeah. Rockimov right before that. So yeah, he fought him like in the in the winter, like maybe like February or March. Oh man, okay. So yeah, so he's so he's stepping in. It was supposed to be him and Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia broke his hand, and then uh, they got the fight done with Devin Haney. So it's a big fight. Like the winner. Like listen, it's the it every, everybody the next three fights for the next three weeks or two weeks. This is a showcase for who's getting Cambosis because Cambosis now, yep. like you said, you can have your cute four Kings. I'm the emperor. I come, I come into their kingdoms and kill them. Uh, so this is the, and he said, and I was watching one of his interviews today. He's like, whoever puts on the best show, they're going to get the shot, but they're coming to me. They're coming to Australia. So oh, I, I, I like, as long as, as long as our guy takes care of business next week, I think he's the only one that will actually go to Australia. Be willing to go to Australia. Yeah. But yeah. Cause I don't, I don't know the other guys will do that. Uh, but to say on this fight, um, listen, Diaz wants to get on the in- inside. 
wants to go to the body. He wants to make it a dirt, a, a messy fight. Haney, you know, historically has been more of a defensive fighter. I think I said when Polished, we first started. smooth, nice reach. Yeah, when we first started doing this, I said of all these guys talking about Floyd, I, I see, I, I see him being the closest to the skill set of Floyd Mayweather. Not a Floyd, nowhere near Floyd Mayweather. But, you know, just like the things that Floyd did that made him so just so hard to hit, like Haney just has it. And a lot of it's because of his reach. Like that, his, his reach is just crazy. And he, he's so he's good with distance. He's really fast. Um, and he he's always he's he's fallen on the outside. But, you know, he really he went in and he he wanted to make a statement against Linares and was trading shots with him. So uh, I, I I think Haney is going to almost pitch a shutout in this fight. I, I, Diaz is tough. Diaz is a good fighter. I don't like him at 135. I think he's too small. And I think I, I don't, I don't think Haney is going to put himself in danger in this fight because there's too much at stake if he loses. So I think he knows he's the better boxer. He knows he can win on the outside. Um, and I think that's what he's going to do. Now I thought Shakur was going to do that too, and he and he didn't. He brought the fight to Herring, so I could be wrong. But I just I think with Ben Davidson in his corner, like I, I just think those guys are too smart and be like, why? Like we don't need to get in a firefight with him. Like we just you know we just need to be smart. You know, work off the jab, let him come into us, throw hooks, and uh, and get him out of there. So I I, I think Kaney's going to win. <sighs> I, I, I say he wins on the cards. I don't think he stops Diaz because I don't think he has the power, but um, I, I think he's going to win on the cards. How do you no, see this one? I, I think it is a very competitive fight. Um, I think I think Diaz has proven that he's tough, you know, battling Rakimov. I think he's proven that he's game, just taking fights on short notice. I, I think that he's going to dig deep and make it a competitive fight, and I think that Haney has shown that he can get hit, um, I don't know that Diaz wins it, but I think it's a lot of competitive rounds. Yeah, um, I, here, here's the odds real quick. Haney minus 670, Jojo Diaz plus 475. That's pretty pretty definitive, almost prohibitive. Um, over under Drew on the rounds? Ten and a half. Ten and a half. Yeah, yeah. The, the over is minus 500, so everyone's saying it's definitely going over. Yeah. Um, to go the distance is minus 400, so that's a, that's a big wide gap um and it's haney by stoppage plus 33 haney on the cards minus 230 jojo by stoppage plus 1400 and jojo on the cards plus 700 um so yeah makes sense yeah listen i i think there'll be competitive rounds too i just i think i think haney's going to win them almost all of them but this you know this is one where you know depending on what the judges like if if uh haney eight four i'd say Eight four, yeah, that's a that's a safe one. With 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 JoJo Diaz hitting him pretty good, I think. Okay. I think Haney's gonna have to earn this one. Okay, All right, I like it. I, I don't I don't think it, I don't think it's clean. I don't I don't think it's a, a a clean fight. I think it's I think he has to earn it. But I, think I mean he, Diaz has definitely like fought Diaz, Diaz has tested. He's fought the much better. He's fought Gary Russell. He's fought Tevin Farmer. He, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's I mean, he's fought the guy. better fighters. Uh, I just. I, I just, I just, I, and I'm also. I like I'm also, the guy's heart, man. I don't know. I just, yeah. I just like. I'm also like partial to. I'm also partial to Ben Davidson. So 
Um, yeah. I just think he's a very – I know I got, I got lambasted for this on Twitter after the Josh Taylor fight, but, like, I still think he's incredibly underrated because he doesn't get the Tyson Fury credit that he should get. Like, Kronk, like, Sugar Sugar gets the the credit because he, he – he was the traitor when he beat Wilder versus got the draw with Wilder. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I still think he's an underrated, uh, yeah, traitor. So, but yeah, I'm gonna take him. And then that brings us to Sunday Staples center, Mr. Pay-per-view Gervonta tank. Davis is fighting Isaac Pitbull Cruz. Uh, Tanks 27, Southpaw, 5'5 five, five, five and a half with a 67 and a half inch reach. He's going up against Cruz, 5'4, 63 inch reach. Uh, Cruz is, a, is not really a late fill. He's filling it. was supposed to be, uh, you know, Raleigh Romero, who, God, God uh, was only involved in the fight for like 10 days. And the, uh, the social media was just completely outstanding. Uh, from from that guy uh but you know got got wrapped up in a some some legal allegations so he gets pulled cruz was already going to be on the undercard so he was already training for the fight for a fight that um that you know that that weekend so he's not behind and i mean they've had five it's been five weeks i think um so it's not like he's getting short notice to have to fight tank Listen, Cruz. There's, you know what he's doing, man. As soon as the bell rings, he is go, he's coming at you, nonstop. Mexican uh, fighter. He's, oh, he's yeah. going to come at you. He, he's a knockout artist. Cruz. Yes. Is. Yes. So he's he's he knows how to fight on the inside. Um, this fight's at tank. Uh, tank is back down from 140. He's back down to 135 for this fight. Um, I'm just going to pick it up from here, Drew. I'm saying fifth round knockout tank davis knocks out pitbull cruz i think it's i think it's almost a replica of leo santa cruz oh i love that i'm taking a fourth round knockout from javanta okay and people, i think it's gonna be an uppercut just is like the this. uh do you have the odds up i'm gonna say the over under is I four do. and a half uh that is a great pick by you because is it four and a half um where did uh, six and a half. Oh, that so, breaks my so heart. So Tank Davis is minus tw- minus twelve fifty, and Pitbull Cruz is plus seven hundred. So c- prohibitive favorite. Yeah, six and a half to go the distance. Damn uh, it! To, to not go the distance is minus five sixty. Tank Davis by knockout is minus four hundred. So okay, he he's got. I would be, and this is one guy. He's fighting where he's actually bigger than them, which is not usually the case. And the, and the guy's going to be coming forward, so he doesn't yeah. have to search. Yeah, Tank's they, really good. Anyone listening, like, granted, you might not like the way that they're lining up the opponents for him, but we've said on this podcast, like, Tank, Tank's incredibly gifted. He's a really good fighter. He's smart. He's got, you know, huge punching power. Don't let the opponents fool you. This guy, this guy's world class. So yeah, he's yep. he's not gonna have any trouble here. When I made the notes here, I put Tank versus Cruz with like four Zs because he's going to get knocked out. <laughs> he's going to sleep. All right. A lot, lot of boxing. Now, mind you, I did do my rant until 12 minutes, so this has been 40 minutes of boxing. But Oh, it was worth it. It was so much fun. Um, and speaking of my rant, um, I talked about the contracts and MLB. As we were talking boxing here, come across the ticker. MLB owners vote to trigger the lockout. First ba- baseball's first work stoppage since ninety four ninety five. Oh wow! So apparently the owners don't like the way those contracts are going either. When when Simeon is getting 
seven for 175. They were like, shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, funny. Anyway. Get that um, get get that microphone out of his hands. <laughs> um, all right. So on that note, um, NFL, second and short. We can do anything we want here. How did we do last week? I don't I don't, I don't even remember. Uh we went three for five and we tied. So you okay. and I we're we're still at a stalemate here. Perfect. Yes. Um all right, so you picked five games again this week? I certainly did. Why don't you go through those? First Let's... one is Chargers at at the Bengals. The Bengals are minus three. What do you what do you man, think? Talk, talk about a fall from grace, man. The Chargers just keep losing. Uh, um, I'm done picking them because they've cost me the last two weeks. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Bengals. I'm gonna say Bengals cover cover the three. I think they win. Well, obviously they're given three. So yeah, I think they win the game. Yeah, I have Bengals too. I thought you were gonna pick Chargers again. So. I I mean, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me three times, take it up the you know what so. Yeah, um, well, that is the saying. So <laughs> the second game I picked is kind of interesting because they're both dog shit teams. But four and seven, five and seven, right now, like you're still kind of alive for that seven seed. Yeah, yeah, with that uh, extra week. The Giants, yeah, the Giants go to Miami, and I also like this game because you got two quarterbacks. Where like the franchises, you think they're all in on them, but you don't really know. Like, are they going to be there next year? So I think this is an intriguing game. So the Giants are going to to Miami to play the Dolphins. The Dolphins, I, I'm surprised the Dolphins are minus five. What do you What do you like on this one? I got the Dolphins. I, I don't know why. I've been in love with them since the preseason. Uh, tank for Tua. Tua's finally got his feet under him. Um, he's been playing. He's been playing very well. Um, I don't trust the Giants to win two straight games or to, or to play close for that matter. Um, I I don't know, man. The Dolphins just been like. They've just been getting better. They're one of the few teams in the NFL that's actually been getting better every week. Um, and they're up to 5-7 and seven now, so I'm going to take Dolphins. Yeah, I'm going to take the Dolphins too. Five's a lot. I got Five's a lot for a bad team um, to be given. But, yeah, I, I like to. I think they've been getting getting right. And, again, I mean, he missed a lot of games early in the season. For so. the Giants, if Saquon Barkley like, had found his stride, I'd be like, oh, okay, give me the Giants. But, like, Saquon has been sucky. And their play calling is just atrocious. Like it's yeah, just, like it's nothing so bad. about the, what they're doing is like good. Yeah, it's so bad. Like they, the which Eagles, means that they're going to win this game. The, now e- because... the, e- the Eagles turned the ball over four times on Sunday, and the Giants still almost lost that game. Like it just shows how bad they are. So yeah, I like the Dolphins. Uh, game number three. This I again, it, it's things have gotten interesting. The uh, the Redskins that you've been listening to our two for ones. We left them for dead. I had them. I've always had them dead, but. Uh, you and you and our buddy Teddy were on the bandwagon. You didn't want to get off. You finally got off, and now they're making a run. Uh, they're five and six. They're going on the road to Vegas to play the Raiders, who are six and five. Every game for every AFC West team is important now because the Chiefs look like they're up, and the the monster's been been uh, been awoken. Uh, they are getting two and a half points. <sighs> what do you like? Um. Well, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm going to take uh, the football team, Washington, uh, just because I think the Raiders should win easily. But 
I don't want to pick the Raiders. You know why? Because every time I pick the Raiders and they lose, I get pissed off. So <laughs> I ain't taking the Raiders. That's it. That's my whole analysis. I'm going with Washington. I'm taking the football team as well because what, <laughs> what, what have I been saying for weeks? The Raiders are trash. And Waller's, and now Waller's out again. So, um, God, what a what a bust that was this year, Darren Waller. Oh, Dumpster fire. Yeah, uh, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the points. Uh, even if the Raiders win close at the end, I, I I think Washington's gonna gonna get this one. So open us some Heineke's and uh, and drink them down. So all right, wow. So no differences so far, but I think we're gonna get one. Ah, uh, big time game, big time game. Jesus, the Steelers looked bad last week. Wow, Awful. so bad. Uh, and it, things don't get much easier because the five five and one Steelers are going to host the eight and three Ravens this week. Uh, four twenty five on Sunday. Ravens are only giving four, which is just wild to me. So I think I know where you're going with this, but give it um, to me. One of the rants I didn't get to is how much the NFL sucks. Um, Exhibit A is the Ravens. They're eight and three, and they absolutely suck. They do suck. Lamar Jackson last week. Through four for turnovers, four interceptions. He threw like 35 passes for like 165 yards, and he ran it 17 times for like 60 yards. Like, nothing was good at any of those statistics, and they won 16 to 10. How does that happen in the NFL? And they're eight and three, and that's one of the best teams. Seriously, <laughs> what's going on? Um, <laughs> that being said, the Steelers are. If you put a dumpster and lit it on fire and threw it into another bigger dumpster that was on fire, that's the Steelers right now. <laughs> Particularly, that's the defense. Like, if Devin Bush, if you just pulled him off the field and just threw a Gatorade bucket out there, maybe somebody would trip over the Gatorade bucket and you that would, like, at least help. Uh, I'm taking the Ravens to, to cover to, to cover the four points. Yeah, and I didn't watch the game, but uh, all I kept getting texts about was, oh, God, this is so sad seeing Ben like this. So I guess he looked pretty old on uh He on was here, – here's my thing with Ben. So I, I've already called for him and Tomlin to be gone, like, what, a year, season and a half ago or something like that. So, like, I already he's, – he's already over the hill. But, like, for everyone to say, like, this is all Ben's fault, the offensive line can't block for longer than two seconds – and his receivers aren't good enough to get separation within two seconds. But that's just because they're not playing music during practice. True. If if Mike Tomlin let them dance and play music during practice, then maybe Chase Claypool could actually get separation. But in the meantime, Ben Roethlisberger has no time to throw the ball, and he's throwing it to all covered receivers. So, like, and these guys, like Chase Claypool, he's trying to throw Chase Claypool a back shoulder throw. And Claypool's just like running down the field, <laughs> like like a like a wandering child just wandering down the field. Like, uh, so like Big Ben has been sucking, like no doubt. But like, if you're if you look if you watch a Steelers game and you're like, oh wow, like if this quarterback was playing better, like they would lose by twenty instead of forty. Anyway, that's that's he's got there. he's got he's he's got two balls left to drop. On the on the on the putting green. <laughs> on, the, um, on the putting green. So who who you got? Uh, I'm gonna take the Ravens. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, like, they, it's more of the injuries for me with the Steelers. Well, than, the thing uh, is, I like I'm. You're wondering where that line's coming from, except for the Ravens suck, and every game they've played has been close. So like, I guess that's where that's coming from. Yes. Now an actual good game. 
Finally, a good game. Monday night, Patriots at the Bills. Oh yeah, for eight, division the first supremacy. the first place Patriots. Oh my God, eight and four against the seven and four Bills. Bills are given two and a half. Oh, I I thought it was in New England. No, it's a. It's, That's right. I thought. Oh, we must. I thought Teddy said we were going to Foxborough. Hmm. Nope. What do you got, Broham? I am taking the Bills. I like it. Um, I I I a little bit hate myself because my Patriots hate has been a little bit overcooked, and they've definitely earned everything they got, and they've been playing awesome. I just think talent wise, the Bills have more talent. And I feel I, I feel like staring a good opponent in the face is going to wake them up, and so I think they'll cover the two and a half. But could, <coughs> excuse me, could be totally wrong, but that's that's how I'm thinking there. Um, I I was taking the Patriots all the way. I'm probably I'm going to still take the Patriots. Uh, I I definitely thought I was in Foxborough. I didn't read that correctly. Uh, but yeah, I they've been they've been hot. I'm riding the hot hand. I, I still don't trust the Bills. They can't run the ball. Beating beating the uh Jameisless, uh Kamara-less, crab legless uh Saints. Forty to you know, forty to, to nothing. It's not gonna not gonna fool me on the on the Bills here where they are. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Pats. So we'll have we'll have one one different game this week. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, like too bad it. we're not still not in the guillotine because we would have been probably crushing it this week. I agree. Ugh, still breaks my heart. Anakin, Anakin, you're breaking my heart. Um, okay. NBA catch and shoot. Um, all I wanted to throw to you this week was the LeBron nonsense. Um, I will say that I watched. Uh, most of the fourth quarter last night of Warriors versus Suns. Suns have won 17 straight now. 17. They wow. Got, they just beat the Warriors. They got um, Detroit tomorrow, and then they play. They go to Gold. They go to Golden State on Friday. Uh, wow. Yeah. What, so, what do you got to say about Golden State, the Suns, and anything else? Yeah. Well, Booker, unfortunately, because I was so. It's probably the first non-Sixers game I've been really pumped about all season. Uh, and of course Booker goes down in the first half and I'm like, God, I, I really can't get nice things. Um, and he's going to be out for a few games. Listen, the Suns, the Suns are playing great defense. Uh, Crowder and Cam Johnson, like they, they, there's, they're just knocking down three still. Like I'm, I'm shocked. I'm blown away at how well, mainly Cam Johnson, uh, go Carolina, how he's okay. playing, but, but Crowder's been good too. And you know, Bridges, Steph Curry went four for 21 last night. And Bridges made his life a nightmare. Uh, I'm gonna have, probably have you throw like ten bucks on him on FanDuel to win Defensive Player of the Year because he's he's plus plus twelve thousand right now. So I think that's a, a safe bet. Remind me to have you put that bet in for me. Okay. Uh, but they're playing great defense. Aiton's back. Um, you know he's he's starting to get back into form from his, his excuse me his playoff run. And Chris Paul's. Chris Paul is playing excellent. You know, the only thing that you have to worry about with the Suns now, same thing we talked about last year, when they get to the playoffs, is Chris Chris Paul going to be healthy? Because I don't know what it is. Five of the last seven years he hasn't been, and that's why his teams haven't won. So that's where we'll go with Phoenix. Uh, the Warriors, I mean, they've, they've, they, 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 they were, you know, they're still, what, 17, 18 and 3. Um, 
they've got the best point differential in the league still at 12, 12.6 points a game by their winning differential. Uh, Poole's been awesome. Steph's been awesome. Draymond, again, Draymond, I still think, I mean, two-way Wiggins has been good, <laughs> has been good, but Draymond actually coming into the season from game one focused and playing playing at, you know, mid in midseason form has really helped them a lot because last year I didn't think he even started playing hard until like February, late February, March, which is what I thought really set them back. So, you know, and Clay, Tom- Clay Thompson's uh, playing in the G League now, him and uh, – What's his face? Uh, James Wiseman. It's going to be the greatest G League team of all time. Oh yeah, um, they're coming back, man. So I'm I'm excited to see what happens when Clay comes back. Uh, I you know you were on the money with the war. I think I I had them fourth in the West. Uh, again, I you know I kind of I hedged because I like I'm I was like ah I got to see Clay. Like I got to see what this guy looks like after not playing basketball for two years. But you didn't hold back. So kudos to you for. Uh, for being on that Warriors Warriors bandwagon and uh, and rolling, but uh, a couple other thoughts. I, I mean, I thought I was crazy when I picked them at the beginning of the year, but the the Timberwolves, they've been on a little run lately. They've they're they're a five hundred ball Anthony club. Edwards. Yeah, he dude. He's I was I watched him live on Saturday, and he did this windmill dunk on a fast break. Jesus, man, he is he is he is super athletic. Um, who else did I have? Uh, but yeah, they're you know they're they're catching on a little bit. Um, well, LeBron's out and he's health in health and safety protocols now, so he's going to miss ten games. Uh, it's a big stretch for the Lakers. See, so like I mean, there's no excuse here for Westbrook and Davis not to be able to keep the the ship afloat for the next the next ten days without LeBron. I think it's going to be pretty telling for 10 days. I mean, what, so they're going to play like two games. <laughs> that is kind of funny. I think they'll play four games, which is pretty wild. Uh, that that's where we are in the NBA. Um, but that's all they're, that's all they're going to play. And then the other big story, obviously Kemba Walker is getting shut down by, uh, by the Knicks, uh, for the, for the future. So I, uh, I, my, my hesitation on having the Knicks high up in the East this year at our preview show was that exact reason. Like, if if I'm not getting 60 games out of Kemba Walker, like ah, you know where where am I going late in games? What am I doing? So the looks like the the New York uh, Kemba love story. Your boy Kemba Walker Jo is is coming coming close to an end. We'll always have the Big East. We will always have the Big East, my man. Um, and last point, the Nets. Anybody that thinks the Nets don't need Kyrie because they're 15 and six. I don't think the Nets have even beat a good team yet. Um, they lost to Phoenix. They they've gotten destroyed by Golden State. You you can really see when they play good teams the gap that's there when they don't have Kyrie because of the, just the the hole that they can't fill with him. So who he was at and he was at the Seton Hall game tonight, by the way. Oh, cool. That's that's good. Yeah. So that's um, all I got. All right. Well, that that was an Allen Iverson volume shooting effort by you. Um, but you kept it moving. That was good. I felt like I had a. I felt. I felt like I had more, and I just. Uh, I felt like I had ten. I felt like I had ten out of twelve there. <laughs> uh, um, ha- some NHL half clappers. Um, I I went on my rant earlier about the Islanders. Um, somehow, second team now the NHL shut down, but. Um, just of note again, Matt Murray's in the friggin' minor leagues. 
Um, I guess I guess his dad died, and, that, and I guess he's depressed, and so like he like can't play well. That's what people are saying. I don't know. So hopefully he turns it around. Um, and then um, the only thing I wanted to say was, how about friggin' Alex Ovechkin, man? Like, still up there. He's not. I don't think he has a league leading goals, but like he's still up there. Like he's he's at like friggin' almost twenty goals already. Like he's gonna pass Gretzky's mark. And Canada's going to have a collective mental just nuclear meltdown hmm. because a Russian is going to pass their beloved Gretzky in goals. And they're going to they're gonna go off the deep end about, like, bending why it's not as good as Gretzky and all this and that and blah, blah, blah. And, like, uh, okay, we're going to say this now, like, a year and a half in advance. Like, Ovechkin is not Gretzky. Let's say that. Yeah. But, like, Ovechkin is a one-trick pony. It's a right-handed shot, and it's probably the best right-handed shot in the history of the game. And in the dead puck era, he's going to score more goals than Wayne Gretzky. So, suck it. And like, I don't I like. He's a one-trick pony. I'm not going to defend any other aspect of his game, but like, he is awesome at scoring goals, and he is not stopping even when he's getting old. Like, it's incredible. So. Um, just wanted to point that out. He's out there. He's still scoring. So unless he gets some kind of devastating injury, he's going to beat Gretzky. And even if he does get a devastating injury, he might come back. And even if he's half of himself, if he plays until he's like Yager and like in his like 42 or 44, like he's going to beat Gretzky. He's going to get the record. It's going to happen. Just it's brace happening. yourself. It's happening. Oh, oh, this is happening. Um, okay. So the only other note I had before the parlay was the match. Um, it was fine. It was interesting enough. They, they kept it moving. Brooks was playing super fast. Um, and so like my only takeaway from that is, like I said, I gave on my rant was like the whole, like, uh, fate of brainwaves and everything. And I was and Phil Like, I didn't think it was possible to be annoyed with Phil, but like, here I am. Like, I'm just like, you like, do you, are you giving Bryson actual blowjobs on the <laughs> side or just like verbally, like over, over the airwaves? And, and like, <laughs> like he, like Brooksy came across like way cooler and just way more like chill than Bryson and Drew. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it all, but I haven't watched it all yet. No. Brooks was saying when he won the U.S. Open trophy, he was, they were, he was going in detail about the bender they had in Vegas mm -hmm. and like, they like were passing it around. They like snapped the the top off, and then they like get it fixed. And like they were all drunk, coming back to the room at like four a.m. And they set it down outside the room to get into the room, and they forgot to pick it up. And it was out in the hallway like all night, and like <laughs> nobody took it. Yeah, it I would I would have snatched it. Yeah, it was insane. Um, so That's it funny. was. Phil Mickelson was like, or um, uh, Barkley was like. Hey, hey, Brooksy, man, well, next time you all come to Vegas, why don't you tell me? I'm going to come hang out with you in Vegas, man. <laughs> so it, w it was pretty hilarious. That is funny. Yeah, but uh, that's that's all and I Ke have. And Kepka won, right? Yeah, he smoked him. Absolutely smoked him. So Mickelson picked um, uh, Bro uh, Bryson to win 2-1. and one. So uh, <laughs> when Kepka was smoking him, he goes, hey, Phil, you sticking with your prediction or what? So that uh, was pretty funny. It's great. Uh love it yeah but that's all i got in the match um it was good rivalry um and then the parlay 
We had the Turkey Day parlay last week. That did not go our way. Big fat goose egg, 0 for 3. Oh, my God. Oh, so that was not good. Our, our, our running back with yards separated his, uh, separated his shoulder in the first quarter. Sorry about that, DeAndre. Uh, yeah, uh, Cowboys got absolutely embarrassed. I, I mean, they lost in overtime, but it was an embarrassment. Um, because it was the Raiders. And we took the over in the Buffalo uh, Saints game. And the, the Bills almost covered it themselves, but the Saints decided not to actually do anything. Not a, not a damn thing. Um, so here we are, back to square one um, for the parlay. Uh, this Saturday night, I'm going to go back to my overs on the hockey game. Home, home, channel my inner, home, swami. I'm going to go Blackhawks, Rangers, over. I don't know what the over is yet, but it's 8 p.m. Saturday night. It's a Saturday night special. Blackhawks, Rangers, over. What you got, Drew? I'm I'm going two. Doing two of them. Oh, yes. Tank Davis by knockout. Okay. Devin Haney on the cards. Ooh. This Sherman's have relations. Get some, get some, Sherman's get some juice. Relations. Yeah, we need to make up all these losses we've been stacking get some, up. Get some juice in the cards. Um, all right, oh, Devin, 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 she get nervous because I, uh, I went back. I'm, I'm back on the schneid of uh, not getting championship fights right. That's a good point. Um, other than that, before we move on, I just wanted to do a shout out to this fine fellow here, who um. His, on Twitter, it's Williams wins at wins Williams, and he uh, he tweeted, "How does Nick Castellanos keep getting away with it? He can't keep getting away with it." And it was just Nick Castellanos splits of home versus away. His home parks in his career have been the Rockies Stadium and the Red Stadium, so he's been at home. He, his numbers are awesome, and away his numbers suck. And I was just interacting with him because it was just a great Jesse Pinkman reference. He can't keep getting away with it. Why? So that that made me crack up, and I knew you would love that, Drew. <laughs> so good. He can't keep getting away with it. Anyway, um, all right, we ready for beer two? Let's roll. All right. Oh, let me assume positions. You ready? Yes, sir. Three, two, one. All right, I got a bottle of Trogues Blizzard of Hops, and this thing is six point four percent. What you got? Yeah, I gotta, I gotta grab a, I gotta grab a sixer of that. Right, I, I grabbed a sixer. I drank four of them before I could even make it to the to the podcast. So. <laughs> yeah, they're good. They're tasty. Yeah, yeah I was uh, in the mood. I'm doing another Santa. This was this was a good evil genius, man. That chamomile's in there. Yeah. Uh, the, Ch- 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 have you have you ever heard you of Evil Genius? It? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. That's a real real good brewery. Yeah. The uh, shut up the shut up Meg one is pretty good too. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that one. Shut up Meg. I love Lamp. It's a good one. Mom the Meatloaf. I like their their names. They're all they're all pretty clever. Nice. So. All right. Beer two here. We're here. Um, Yellowstone. Whoa, 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 back, back it up. The poll. How do we do, bro? 
You smoked me in the Woo! poll. You smoked me. Like, you won, like, I think you got, like, 10 out of 12 votes. <laughs> People are probably listening be like, why do they keep laughing at 10 out of 12? <laughs> yeah, because uh, Tio thinks he won 10 out of 12 rounds. Oh, uh, that's great. And he's um, a loser. <laughs> loser. Um, yeah, everybody everybody I sent the poll to uh, was like, oh, you smoked him this week. It's not even close. So it was, Everybody uh, said that. And this, I'm just going to have to accept that this is just one of those lists where um i'm cool and you guys all suck so i think uh i i think i think meet the parents definitely uh got me a lot of the your 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 movies were all perfect for our demographic they were like right in that like 20 2008 to like 20 most most people most people probably have not seen the great outdoors i if i had to bet my Bet, bet, bet any significant amount of money on. I, I guarantee you most have not seen that movie. Yeah, I mean, if this was a poll of people like 43 and over, like I would clearly win. And, uh, but it's not. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I'll think about... Uh, the old 96er. Love we, we, might, we might have to do a live, a live punishment next week. Yeah? And we might have to. I'll have to think about it. What do you mean by live? Like... Um, well, well, uh, when you're down here, I might make you do something live off the video. I'll have to post it. I'll have to post it. <laughs> you know, okay. we'll have to, we'll have to think of something. Might have to, might, might have to, maybe I'll have you do the Rikishi butt slap followed by the worm. Oh God. I might do something crazy. So I'll, uh, I'll find you a banana hammock. Oh no. It's great. All right. <laughs> Now on to Yellowstone, the Yellowstone, the Duttons. What are we, season four? That was episode four, right? No, I think it was episode five. Yeah, it was. Oh, uh, you're right, yeah, because I keep, I keep forgetting week one was technically t- episode weeks. one and two. Yeah, it wasn't a two-hour premiere. Um, yeah, so we're not, we're not, they, you know, they go right back to the races. Jamie, you know, Jamie saw his paternal father's name and it was the cellmates by the way i went back and uh i watched the end of the i did week too before. It, it said cellmates yeah it did yeah oh yeah. I, I i watched it again too and i, I it, and right at the top it said cellmate history ah okay so um so he goes to he goes to visit the guy they, they do a great job because I, that's what i do like over the show like he's asking he asked the question, you know, did this man, do you know this man, you know, did he, did he employ you to set up, to organize the hit on the Duttons? And he never, you don't, they don't show it on screen to whether he says yes or no. And then Jamie goes to confront, he goes home to what you think is to confront his father. And I guess, and then the woman, I guess, is that the, the news reporter, the, the newspaper yeah, writer the he was with, dating? Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, she shows up with his kid and that kind of that's kind of where this story ends for the week. So you don't you don't know they haven't they haven't technically revealed whether or not it was his father that set up the assassination attempt. You gotta imagine it was. I mean, they're it'd be kind of I don't know how they could one eighty you on it. I'm pretty but. sure that's how the Two Beers podcast eventually meets its demise. Is some woman shows up with your kid and just next thing you, next one, thing you, one next, woman. <laughs> Next thing you know, like someone owns all the stock of the Jupiter <laughs> podcast. Oh. The lights get turned out. And we all go home. Oh God! Yeah, oh, I ruined that day. Um, so that's that storyline. J or uh, yeah, not Jamie. Um, uh, oh, jeez. 
uh, what's the other Casey? Kid? Casey. Casey's he's out on the he's out on the reservation. They've gone to to Pappy's Pappy's house. Uh, his kids not afraid of anything anymore. He's he's comfortable on the reservation, uh, eating breakfast out of a skillet. Now he's he's okay. Now he's he's good to go. He doesn't need to hide under the bed. And uh, the wife's happy. Everybody seems happy. So that's you know where I guess she's looking at houses. So I guess you know at some point at some point he's gonna have to choose between you know his father and his family living on the ranch versus well, well he told her he's like hey let's just get away from from grandpa's for a little bit and let's just have like our family do our own thing yeah so, so they're looking at places to rent like halfway in between like like there's some kind of normal people or something and they almost didn't just get assassinated and then like you know there's a tender moment between tate and his grandfather and they're like they kind of give each other the look like oh maybe we should just like stay here because Tate has this awesome relationship with his grandparents. Yeah. So, so that's on our end. Um, you know that if you were having a little bit of anxiety about making an appointment to visit, uh, native American lands, you'd be having a reservation, reservation, reservation. (laughs) That's a Brian Regan joke. Any hoodles. I digress. Uh, clever. Uh, then we have Beth Dutton, who has the line of the show, in my personal opinion. Beth, Beth's telling, you know, she's getting ready, basically telling uh, her pops she's going to take that job with Lendl Global uh, and she's going to run it into the ground. And, and it all happens over the breakfast table. And Kevin Costner goes, yeah, you're, uh, you, you, want, you want me to get you some breakfast? She goes, no, I'm intermediate fasting. And he just pauses with this just like hilarious look on his face. What's that? And she she goes, nothing but cigarettes and coffee until noon. Then I can eat whatever the fuck I want until I start drinking at six. And he goes, well, I'd like to meet the doctor that approves that diet. <laughs> I was rolling, bro. And she goes, I modified it to fit my lifestyle. <laughs> I was dying. I'm like between between her that that her her diet that's hilarious, and then hit, just his face going. Oh, I'd like to see the diet, the doctor. That I thought person. you were gonna say the one where <coughs> she said it about something to the effect of, um, uh, you know, he said, "Don't die because I can't have a world without you." She said, "Don't worry, daddy. Only the good die young." And based on that. There could be a, you know, there could be an apocalypse, and it would be me and the cockroaches running, running this mother effort. <laughs> oh man, uh, no, I, I thought that was just an awesome scene. Um, um, my favorite part is just continues to be Jimmy. I'm all here for a Jimmy spinoff. I want a 30 minute. You love uh, you some Jimmy. I, I just this whole like Jimmy going off on like like a soul quest to like find his, find who he is. Yeah, uh, and like he, we need a spinoff. We need he's a, got he's got his own jeans commercial. So we need a thirty minute, which really is only twenty two minutes uh, on camera, of Jimmy just being on on the spirit quest. Um, you know he he goes down to the ranch, uh, whatever the heck ranch like the, the quadruple six somewhere ranch. in Texas, right? Yeah, somewhere in Texas. It's like the quadruple six ranch, and we and friggin' Dale the uh, the veterinarian from the ranch shows up. And starts talking in idioms because that's just what they do down there. And then the head of the ranch is like, there is only three, there are three gods in Texas. The Almighty himself, 
excuse me, Buster Welch and George Strait. <clears throat> and Jimmy goes, that wasn't George Strait. <laughs> and the guy goes, Jimmy, I hope that the uh, that the Lord blessed you with a big dick because he definitely shorted you on brain, <laughs> which is which has been said to him so many t- so many times. The shortage on brains joke. Oh, it's that just wasn't so funny. George Strait. <laughs> and uh, so I googled it. So this guy Buster Welch is like this Hall of Fame, ninety three year old awesome uh, horse trainer. So okay. he's like he's like the biggest best horse trainer in the history of texas i don't know but he trained all these quarter horses for the rodeo um so gotcha there there are three gods in texas the almighty himself buster welch and george Strait. that wasn't george Strait. (laughs) (laughs) oh man and uh all right so then beth to continue beth uh Beth's taking the job with Lendl Global. She drives. She drives seven hours. I guess where is that? Denver, where she goes. Um, is that where her old place was? was? It? it could have been. I, I was thinking it was like Wyoming or Jackson Hole, Wyoming. It could or be. Something. So she drives seven hours to where her old where, corporate headquarters are, and uh, barges in and uh, basically tells her boss, "Yeah, I'm going to work for for these guys." And he goes, "Market oh, equities." It's Lendl Global. Um, okay, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're calling it. They somehow they have their hand in everything. Uh, you, oh, there must be must be some salary. Nope, no salary, no bonus, no stock options, just your company, and you're fucking fired. <laughs> uh, and then you you're interesting. Fires the secretary. Pack this shit up. We're going to Montana. Uh, Beth is the best. So she, I, I, I'm assuming the play there is by acquiring, you know. I'm assuming the you know the London Global people don't know that all the land that they were buying up, they're the primary owners, and um, her old boss was the minority. And now, if she owns, she outright owns that company. She'll own all the land. I guess that's the play there as to why well, she told she told her dad that she was going to basically destroy the company from the inside out. Yeah, but I, I figure Which, that to me doesn't make any sense because like. Anything, any decision that she would make that could actually destroy the company, like would need board approval, obviously. And well, that's obviously why. Not well, that's let her destroy yeah. the company. So, well, that's why I think it's it's got something to do with all that land they acquired. They were acquiring throughout season three. That they're gonna uh, do whatever. something. They're gonna do something there. But okay, but yeah, that's that fine. that lady's smarter than Beth, and so um, we picked. Uh, that's that right there is our every behind every achievement in in mankind. There's a monster behind it. That's our monster. Yeah. Uh, and then the the last part the last part of the journey is in the bunkhouse. Uh, Lloyd, right? Lloyd. Yep. Uh, Lloyd's just in the shit. He's in the shit house. Uh, you know, uh, rips rips making an example out of him. Which I gotta say, it kind of makes no sense to me because these people like just murk and murder people left and right. But Lloyd getting got in one little fight and Rip got scared and like. That's so like now he's just in on the shit list because of one fight like, uh, why the ranch why? the ranch all, all, all the these ranch, murderers the ranch comes first he put himself before the ranch okay sure whatever that's what he did um yeah I I I think I don't think Lloyd's gonna make it past the next couple episodes I think he's gonna yeah die. it does feel like that yeah yeah it feels like they're going that way um. 
And that was the episode. I don't think I missed anything, right? Like, that was pretty yeah, much the main storyline. So again, it was awesome. It's, it, it's getting good. It's been well. It's been good. It's been good. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, yeah. And again, they've moved. They moved away from the. Uh, what? 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 How do you always describe the the uh, the writing? Just oh, like the um, manifestos. Yeah, the manifestos. Like the they've mo- seen the manifestos move, yeah. and monologues. Yeah, it's it, yeah. It, I mean, even, even it's a good call. It really has been a little bit more like. A little bit more reg, like yeah. regular, like. Oh, I guess speak. the only thing, I, yeah, I guess the only thing I missed was there was this, this pride. I was, I was, I, I lost a little interest because I didn't care. But like, there was like a protest over something, and oh yeah, the only good part about that was Kevin Costner bails. I think that was the main character in Coyote Ugly, that woman that he bailed oh, out good of jail. Call. I yeah. think that's who that is. I think you're right. Um, the only good part is where he offers her a ride. And he wants to show her the ranch. She's like, because I don't think he, you know. He wants her to understand like what they're about out there. And she goes, "Promise, <laughs> pro- promise, you're not going to take me out there and kill and like you know and kill me, kill me in, goes, a, in a field or whatever." Yeah. And he basically goes, "If that was my well, if that was my intention, I don't think I don't think breaking my word would really <laughs> would really bother me all that much." Yeah. I'm like, I was like, it was good. It's it's the right the writing's been good this season, but sharp. Yep. Yep. So. So that's Yellowstone, a great show. Let's let's diverge and go to bad shows. Um, oh, okay. So Fear the Walking Dead, we'll start there because it's going to be quick. Uh, the season finale is coming up on Sunday. What a shit show season, whatever. I've it's... never seen a show like gain momentum and then absolutely squander it as much as this show. They've done it like five times over the course of like seven seasons. It'd it be, it be like being on the top of the world and then 13 months later being the laughing stock of the world. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be like it would be like thinking that you're doing awesome, like winning 10 rounds out of 12 when really you're just sucking left and right. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, so this whole this whole season has been... The, the after, nuclear apocalypse, yeah, yeah, the fallout on top of the yeah. zombie apocalypse, the fallout from the nuclear nuclear blast. Um, listen, somehow all these people who had no idea that nukes were going to be launched all all managed to find radi- radiation protective clothing, Geiger ma- counters, Geyser counters, gas masks. Um, they all know, they all know apparently how to exactly navigate. Exactly where all these things are located. They know where it all is. They all, they, they all know how to read the winds. <laughs> read the wind, like, ah, uh, uh, the winds blow it. The winds blew the direction. We can take our masks that should, off. That should, ta- that should take the radiation, you know, four miles. Okay. Um, you know, they're all, they're all professionals now at all this stuff. I mean, that, like, if that was the most hilarious part of all this, I'd be like, okay. Um, Strand Strand's out there running an Airbnb, uh, by uh, right, like literally, literally a few miles outside the city where the bl- where the blast was. They just like right, right outside the radius of where the nuclear stuff uh, is, and instead of keep going, he decided, nah, let me just stop right here on on the. I guess edge the wind of the radiation I- that way. That way, I can make, I can make runs back into the radiation when I feel like it, and then come back out. So I guess yeah I guess but again like there's no wind blowing over there in that building's area yeah, so you know. that's absurd. Um, couple of, here's the interesting things uh, again it's for the last three seasons it's been the same thing. The group starts together, they're apart. Something happens, they get split up, they find each other. At, you know 
rinse, recycle, repeat. Same thing every time. Same thing happened this season. They all somehow they all got split up and some in different places. In I guess it's all in Texas, and they, somehow they all they all can navigate and find each other. Like they're they're finding Morgan. Like Morgan's up in a gas mask and in like you know a smock, and somehow they're finding him. <laughs> they're finding him. Like how are they finding him? I, it makes it makes literally no sense how these people are finding each other. Um, Strand's like, oh, I know this person's alive. Like, they're random. There's something Padre or Pedro that's out there. That's some, some I don't Padre know how thing, people yeah. know what the hell this is, and somehow it just sparked up in the apocalypse. Um, it's so absurd. But the uh, <laughs> the see the the episode that focuses on Dwight and Sherry, they're they're basically like Robin Hood. Uh, they're out there helping people that are getting taken advantage of by bad guys. How they're finding the bad guys, God only knows, but, you know, whatever. Um, their bad guy detector. Duh. Yeah, they have the bad guy detector. They run it. They, they get caught by Strand, and Strand basically wants them to go retrieve a woman that escaped his his uh, bed, bed and breakfast because he doesn't want anybody to know how to get out of there. And they run it. They find this woman. And Dwight, Dwight keeps looking at her and goes, have we met? Do I know you? And he goes, oh, my God, it's you. You're this famous – she ends up being this famous female professional wrestler that was in a tag team with her husband um, till, <laughs> death, till death do us part. And, and the only good thing about that is that they end up going to the wrestling training gym where, unfortunately, the husband had been bitten and he was dead. But they're in the wrestling ring taking out walkers with wrestling. She pile drives a walker. Uh, that's just it, insane, it, it, dude. It's just so it's so it's so hilarious that that happens. And it, but it's funny because I'm like, oh, they're in there, they're in there. She's in there giving the rock bottom to uh, to, <laughs> to, to, to these zombies, man. It's I it's, will say that I feel like this show, like at some point, I feel like maybe they realized that the show's just not good. And so they just decided to do every ridiculous thing possible. Which, like, which leads me to the only other good part was Al's episode, which was Al. She after after um, she called the CRM pilot that she met, who came and saved uh, like five or six of them. She apparently it was a fly. It was a lot of flashbacks. She apparently was um, shacked up with uh, with her for a couple months and then decided that she couldn't go with her because she wanted to chase she had to chase stories which what what yeah that was uh, a few seasons back remember no 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 but this happened again this is why she wouldn't stay with her the second time um oh, it happened again saved, that's what i'm saying yeah that's that's where this this started i'm, um, I'm but, like i'm like two or three episodes behind yeah but a cr a, you know, this one this one was interesting because the crm a couple pilots from the crm show up so you're at least seeing some tie-in with that and the world beyond with the uniforms and everything uh and then she i that's why i i, I thought you i thought you were caught up so that's why i sent you that that uh that that gif of uh burgundy jumping in the pool saying cannonball because she kills two of them with a uh a can a cannon a cannon from like you know 1776 and it a complete one of the best kills of ever ever in walking well, dead history well, that i was about to say th- this show has had the craziest zombie like skits and zombie like like scan uh what, what's the word i'm looking for but like like the um i don't know the kills and just the crazy like ways that they handle zombies and stuff and like dakota when she got scorched by the nuke and turned into a pillar of ash yeah that's awesome that was insane like they do the craziest stunts 
with zombies in this show. I feel like this show, the legacy of, of Fear the Walking Dead is going to be just like the craziness of yeah, it. Like Nicotera's awesomeness. Remember like when they had um John Dory with the like with the sword and the, like the like the trick shot and it split the bullet in half and killed <laughs> like killed both zombies in one shot. Like um there there's just so like the whole thing with the hotel was was like really cool and crazy. Remember when they did the like way back in season two when they did the exchange? Maybe it was season one. No, season two. No, it was season two. Yeah. When they did the exchange with the hood over the zombie, and then uh, like with with the island where they killed off that family, and like uh, there's just so many like weird, like uh, crazy like the whole thing with the with 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 the uh, where Alicia and the underground bunker where they lost air air, but she somehow was the only one to have enough air to survive. Yeah. Like there's uh, there's so much craziness, then they just have, keep ramping it up. Like the plot absolutely sucks, but they just keep that's so bad. Uh, and then this past week, the plot was like these random people that I guess Morgan and Grace found. They they're working with them. They trick Victor into letting Morgan in the Airbnb. He poisons him. Uh, he survives. Uh, but then he finds out, and he's gonna throw Morgan off the off the building, and then Grace bargains for his life. And then as he's and the the whole the whole time, these people are cat. They built a catapult, and they're catapulting walkers <laughs> into the building. And apparently, there was a dud, a nuke that didn't go off. That I guess they've broken apart, and they've 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 put them they they've opened up walkers and stitched them back together with this with oh, pieces God. of the nuke and apparently people that even touched the dud died while taking it <laughs> apart and then putting it on the insides <clears throat> of these walkers oh, and that was the threat that they were going to catapult them into the building uh and the episode ends with Morgan on his own because Strand basically says, get, get out of here and I'll let Grace and your baby live while Strand's going to plan to raise the baby as his own. Um, <laughs> and Morgan's just walking by himself in the dark in a gas mask. And so, somehow, somehow uh, Dwight and Sherry found him <laughs> middle of the night, dark, like who the hell knows. And uh, they changed their bad guy detector to good guy. Yeah. And they, <laughs> yeah. And they took him to like a, a desolate camp, and the big reveal at the end is uh, Alicia was the le- is the leader of that camp, who you haven't seen all season, and that's Strand has been looking for her the whole season. So she comes out, and as they're she's about to tell Morgan what why she needs him, three somehow three of the walkers with the stuff with the uh, the nuke inside their belly somehow made their way to that camp, and. Uh, Morgan's yelling, don't shoot, don't shoot. And somebody decides like, like literally like five seconds after he says it shoots the walkers and blows up and you just see their blood starting to spray towards them. So they got to like run away because they're infected. Apparently. Uh, I don't even care. I'm not even, I don't even care how it ends. I could care less how this half season ends. I could care. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I, I don't, I don't even know what the point is. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, but which and, leads us to, what high school we, musical what we've affectionately dubbed high school musical the world beyond in walking dead i mean at the time we're like why do we need a second spin-off like what's what's this all about it was not good in season one season two 
has become fantastic. So good. So like, good. So good. And like it's all about like this huge society that is thriving in the apocalypse and like they have like bake sales and shit. And bake like sales. they have like an entire army, they have an entire government, they have multiple buildings. Um and like they they're running all these tests on zombies and trying to figure out how how to like reverse the zombie apocalypse and all this stuff. And now it's like our this upstart group that we have whose communities got wiped out by this huge uh, conglomerate of society uh, in the apocalypse. They're going to try and either overthrow them or, or disrupt them or whatever. It's it's a whole inside job and ter- daughters turning against mothers and Jadis is there. All of a sudden we get we get trash lady Jadis back who has this terrible haircut but somehow is still moderately maybe kind of sexy. Oh yeah. Um little Rick Grimes reference. Yeah, so um look, I uh it, it's been really good. Like it, like I I've binged it. I I'm all the way caught up on that. The finale is this upcoming week. Um my gosh, like I, I did not see this coming that this show was actually going to get good. Yeah, and what I what I really liked about it was again, once you get rid of uh, once you get over the ridiculous premise that these like five teenagers, uh, you know, mid 20s um guy with no 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 experience at all in the apocalypse fighting walkers leave this leave this community and just apparently can actually challenge to your point a thriving community with a full-blown army and all this stuff going on once you get past that um i really i really like the idea that you know because i've always said why why is everyone just trying to kill each other because people are a resource like shouldn't we be trying to figure out how to kill the dead um i really like how they've 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 tried to build out basically an r&d lab with you know whatever whatever scientists are left to find a way to study reanimation like they're trying they're using yeast they're they're trying to find ways to either slow the process or stop like they're they're actually trying funguses they're using yeast yeah like they're trying they're trying to they're trying to understand it so they can stop it and then so they can actually you know get they can take care of the problem which the problem is the dead like the problem the problem isn't everybody else the problem should be you know the zombies and they're actually trying to do that which again you find out you know they're also by doing that they're you know testing testing you know chemical gas on a hundred thousand people that they're that they kill um as a as basically a science experiment uh and some other some other things that go on but i again i i've really liked it um well it's it's some overtones of like like major like totalitarianism and like fascism because when they killed that other that there the city of Omaha had a hundred thousand people living in it and they were thriving, but they the CRM had some computer models say that they were gonna hit a famine and they, that they weren't gonna survive. So then they were like, oh, let's just kill them all and use them as te- test subjects since they're not gonna yeah. survive. Since our computers say they're not gonna survive anyway, so yeah. that was that was weird. Um, but it man, it's a good show. Um, if you haven't been following up on that, um, I'd, I'd say watch it. And I guess we're going to get some kind of payoff. Uh, it looks like, according to Rick Grimes, trending on Twitter, and the episode is pre-released for those who pay for the AMC+. Plus. 
I, I, I'm guessing we're going to get uh, a rip, some kind of Rick Grimes either reference or showing or something. My my dark horse is, is Madison. Um, but um, say that again. My dark horse is Madison. Ah, um, uh, okay. She, that she somehow would like survive the whole baseball field thing, and, and you're there. The yeah, I think um, there is a post credit scene. So the finale Sunday, there is a post credit scene. So make sure you extend your DVRs. And I think that the post credit scene is is going to be their way of setting up the premise of the Rick Grimes movies movies yeah um jay i mean jay in 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 an earlier episode jadis did somewhat reference rick grimes that she you know yeah. that she traded you know she traded which i think based on the preview i think she brings it up again with uh with huck um so yeah so how do you so right right now where they are you know are you know the you know the the high school musical crew they're basically trying to stop the crm from basically releasing gas in portland yeah and portland doing... has a similar size large community so i guess yeah and they're in new york aren't they yeah they're in yeah so upstate new york like yeah, buffalo yeah. or yes. Sy- like syracuse area yeah. like somewhere out there 100 <laughs> percent. um so that's the they're trying to do that um i think that Do they mean portland maine i assume they meant portland oregon did they mean i portland, think it's maine? I, I think it's portland oregon that's what i thought too yeah and it's also kind of crazy that they traverse from Nebraska to New York over this. What they should, what they should, what they should do is, they should end this where they are able to warn Portland that something's coming, so that Portland can get out of there. But everybody dies in the process because. What I I agree, it's gonna be a little bit like Rogue One, I think. Well, no, I'm, like, I'm saying you know, that's that's what I think that's how it needs to be because you need to you need to make the CRM be a formidable foe because this is who our our you know our original Walking Dead crew is going to be fighting in their last season. So it's like if if these like you know untrained like kids beat them, well, obviously Daryl, Maggie, and Carol are going to whoop their ass. So it's I feel like you have to make the CRM seem pretty powerful here. Um, so that there's something there's something to build on for the Walking Dead. I don't think they'll do that. I think I think the uh, I, I think Frodo Baggins is gonna die because <laughs> they made they made such a big deal about his like his corduroy suits protecting him, and now he doesn't have them anymore. So I thought he I got th- him back. No, oh. he didn't. No, I thought he did. Okay. No, the brother that 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 girl's brother got shot and died. And she's got his other suit, so he has no. He's just wearing a t-shirt, I think. Um, I thought he got it back. Anyway. So I think, I think, I think he dies, and I'm gonna say Huck dies. In the, uh, I think her and J- I think her and Jadis have like one of those like classic we both shoot each other to death scenes. And I think, but I think everybody else, um, everybody else lives, and I think they were in Portland. Uh, I think they'll, I think they'll destroy the gas. And that's kind of where the show, the show will end, and they'll do this cliffhanger or whatever, you know, in the post-credit scene. But I think, the, yeah, I think Huck and that guy die. I was thinking it might be the dude who killed his dad. I, 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 I definitely don't know their names, um, but you know what I mean—the guy who looks like Angus from that movie Angus. If you saw that, <laughs> no. 
You didn't see the movie Angus? Ah, oh, it's a great movie. Oh. The bur- the burly kid with the long hair who's working at oh, the uh, Silas. Silas, yeah, 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 Silas. Um, I I originally thought he was gonna die. But I, I think after he survived, I think either all or most of them are going to die. Yeah, I, I think they should do it. But I, I think it's going to be very Rogue One in that way because, like, how do I they hope fit? You're right. I hope how do right. they, well? How do they fit into the story? I think maybe like one, maybe two of them survive, and 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 fit into the movies that they're going to do. But overall, like there, there's too many characters in all three of them to bring them all together. I think they're going to kill off most of them. And I, I think they do do some kind of damage or or they could change the tenor of the CRM. Um, it could, and maybe they change the CRM from being this totalitarian regime to more like what they pledge to be, which is a more like egalitarian, like democratic kind of peaceful society. Um, and you kind of get a little bit of that with like in what? fear right where that's when they're having like the bake sales and all that crap in whatever community they're in remember with like um uh what's that oh the woman's name who virginia no she goes and meets her brother and like her brother's like instead of being a lawyer her brother's a baker or whatever oh that's in the walking dead was it oh yeah, yeah you're right dead. you're right that's in the walking i dead, forget yeah. her name oh. you me or something or Yumiko. Yumiko. Yeah, Yumiko. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. So maybe by which that what's Walking Dead is like three years ahead of, of Fear. Three years ahead of uh World Beyond. No, World Beyond is right about the same time. Oh, now I'm confused. Never We've mind. done the math. We've done the math. I can't, I can't the remember. The world about the world the world beyond is either slightly ahead or at the same time as the Walking Dead. Oh. And fear, I think fear is three to four years. I just want to see Rick Grimes. That's all I want to see. I don't think we're going to see him, but I think I do think Andy Lincoln will be the special guest on Talking Dead. Okay. Well, that's so, I, haven't, I haven't watched the Talking Dead. I too. want all of them to die, and I want to see Rick Grimes. Is that too much to ask? I agree. So. Anyway, we might right. uh, we might we might see him eating some uh, some crepes. Um. Or some spaghetti. I'm going to go with what if, what if Negan just shows up? <laughs> How awesome. Spaghetti, anyone? Uh-huh. <laughs> Hot diggity dog. Jadis. Remember me? But I meant to bring that up, by the way, when uh, when Jennifer turned on Jadis. And I was like, look how the turns tabled. And my wife's like, don't you mean look how the tables uh, uh, turn? And I'm like, yeah, it's a joke. I'm like, I'm like, do you remember? And, and then I pointed out that I was like, remember when she was on Rick's side? And the language, yeah, she, they couldn't say anything. Yeah. Um, and, and and then uh, all of a sudden she turned and she was on Negan's side. Yeah, and she was uh, she was quote she was quoting Negan, people are a resource. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. I just kept, you know what? I was my I was probably distracted by thinking of her telling Rick, after this, I lay with you. And he's like, <laughs> no, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> cool. All right, man. Well, um, Drew, what an action-packed episode. The rant episode. Uh, this was a lot of fun, brother. And I can't wait till next week. We got even more craziness to come. Our yeah. world our world expands. We got fun stuff on the way. And after, we have one more episode to go. 
Next week is the Lomachenko preview. Loma, Loma, da, chanko, da, 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 da. Hey, hey, hey. And then uh, we just so much action in December here. So much action. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm pumped for it, Broham. I'd say uh, I'd say we probably this was probably a 10 out of, 10 out of 12 episode. <laughs> so good uh man on that note drew as always good talk see you out there big kisses sit down pull you that first round you got an open count, toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round. Go on and throw it out. Talk about anything that makes you get loud. <laughs>